Surrounding Big Cass here. Um, did you know? This is news to me, guys. Uh, obviously, Big Cass been released of his contract after a backstage altercation with his girlfriend, Carmella. Did you guys have any idea that Big Cass was dating Carmella? I, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I knew he was dating that, Carmella, yeah, but, but um, yeah, I knew he was dating Carmella. But uh, apparently, uh, James Ellsworth had more to offer her, apparently. That was a joke, by the way. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. That was something that had James no idea James Ellsworth has, has more chins. Well, James Ellsworth has more chin than most people. I, I, did I say that out loud? But, yes, you did. Yeah. I did. I did. He has more chins than a Chinese phone book. We can't say that. Oh, gee, oh, that's right. Icon, now listen, you're 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 a Dakotan, or oh. Dakotian? North Dakotian, yeah, and a Fargonian. Yep, that's me. Fargonian, <laughs> Dakotan. Uh, you you guys are you you you're a Dakotian, I suppose. Um, James Ellsworth could perhaps be a Mount Rushmore statue. Well, he sure could. I mean, with that, uh, it's a sturdy chest. No, 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 no. If James, if James is listening to this show, I have nothing against James Ellsworth. I love the guy. I thought he was very entertaining. I'm just complimenting him on his sturdy chin. I'm not saying anything to to diss James Ellsworth at all. So before we, before this gets blown out of proportion, that's not my, you know, my goal or my objective. 
Well, it's you know, it's not like uh, it's not like when we really mean what we say about uh, uh, Kevin Owens. You know that we do mean. Uh, well, you know, about, uh, no, no, no. I got, I got to clarify that that you mean. I have no beef with Kevin Owens. In fact, I think he might be the best heel on the roster right now. Quite frankly, um, just because he's doing and like I've explained several times, he's doing exactly what a heel is supposed to do, and that's get under your skin and piss you off a little bit. So, you know, so, so I think he's the best heel they've got right now. You mean what you say about Kevin Owens, but, um, you know, for James, James, if you are listening, because I do know you do know the icon, uh, I do know that you have listened to the show in the past. If you are listening, no, no ill will here, buddy, just complimenting you on a very, very good facial structure, that's all. There you go. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, uh, yeah he could be. Peter uh, died over the weekend. That was that was upsetting. Very sad. Yes, it was very. And uh, also, uh, we want to send our condolences uh, to the Harrison family. Uh, big pause. Yeah. And, uh, I, I hated that. That was yeah. awful. I, and sorry for the beeping in the background. I had to run in the car for one second, so you'll hear that. But um, yeah, oh my God, he was my favorite character on Pawn Stars too. I was. I was Right and uh, yeah, um, yeah. It was uh, you know I know that he had, see he'd been off the show I think for the last year and a half, at least the last year anyway. This season and half of last, if I'm not mistaken, uh, because he did he was having some heart problems and uh, cardiac problems, and he did have to retire, which is why he hasn't been on the show. So you know and. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, uh, the old man um, has passed away at the age of uh, 77 years old. You know, so we send our consolences uh, to them. Uh, I have been, uh, you know, I have been trying to get uh, them on our show at, uh, um, but uh, that's been hard going. Uh, but I'll keep trying on that. And uh, also, I do have some, I do have some good news uh, as well. Uh, you know, this weekend was the Roger Maris Golf Tournament here in Florida, North Dakota, and uh, as you know, last year we had uh, Roger Maris Jr. and uh, we had uh, uh, Andy Strasberg on with us. Uh, and this year, uh, we are going to be having uh, Kevin and. Um, uh, Kevin Maris on with us, and Richard Maris on with us. Uh, we're going to have a show uh, about the Marises, and we also want to send our uh, our get well thoughts to Roger Maris. That was Jr. a great interview. I loved the Maris interview. That was that was amazing. Yeah, Roger Maris Jr. had a shoulder. Well, yeah, no, well, of, of course, of course, it's not the senior. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Roger Maris Jr. had shoulder surgery, and he was not able to uh, attend the. Uh, the tournament this weekend, uh, and we want to send our, uh, our get well quick to him, and he will be on with us again as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, now, uh, question. Now, when I was in Fargo, obviously it was, you know, it was dumping snow. I mean, it was it was really not the best weather situation, so I didn't really get to see a lot of Fargo because most of it was covered in white. Um, I got to get up there at some point when it's, there's nice weather, and sort of check out 
the landscape and the atmosphere. Um, you know, these, these golf courses, obviously where I'm from in New York, uh, we have some of the big PGA golf courses out here. Uh, you know, the, the, a lot of the Players' Cup is played here. The U.S. Open oftentimes is played on Beth Page, one of our courses out here. I'm um, just wondering, um, you know, if Fargo, like, like what's, what's some of the things to do? If somebody wanted to, let's say, be a tourist at Fargo, where were some of the places you'd recommend? Uh, well, uh, on Saturday nights, you can check out an Invaders football team, uh, football game. That's our semi-pro football team. Uh, you can check out the Fargo Moorhead Redhawks, uh, who every summer I host a player. Uh, that's great entertainment. Uh, we have some great have uh, movie theaters around here. We have one. Okay, one of the nice only, though. Good... Top was only. Oh, but, that's fine. They Whatever, have a you know, great, uh, on the Tuesday nights, they usually have topless waitress night, too, which is really cool. Uh, shout out oh, to the Northern, if you're listening. You should be advertising with yeah. us. Uh, meanwhile, North, Granny's uh, sitting North over Street. here. Granny's, Granny's sitting over here horrified, meanwhile. <laughs> right. I'm going to uh, 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 step I, away for one. I do want to let everybody second, know. Guys. I'll be right back. Yeah, I do want to let everybody know our, our guest for this week. Uh, we're going to have uh, Robbie Wolf uh, from the American Pickers on. He's the older brother of Mike Wolf. Uh, and, of course, as you know, Mike Wolf and Frank Prince are the hosts of that show. They'll be on with us. Uh, we have Texas Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, they'll be on with us after Robbie Wolf. And then we have Sylvester Fox, who's, uh, who's a favorite on the show. Uh, he is probably the greatest current heel manager there ever was. Um, he uh, always packs a, a golf club. He's always hitting. Uh, he's always hitting uh, his uh, opponents with golf clubs and hitting people from behind, cheap shots and whatnot. So uh, yeah, so uh, he'll be on with us, and uh, whoever else we can get. Uh, if we have callers, we have callers, and um, we'll always take them too. So that's basically, and, uh, you know, next week uh, we have another big blockbuster lined up show. Uh, we have, uh, well, let's see. We have David Benzner, the American Giant, is going to be with us, uh, scheduled anyway. We also have uh, Jake Backman uh, and uh, Bobo Brazil Jr. will be on with us. And, uh wow. Those are, those are who is scheduled, and you never know. There might be more uh, surprises and prizes uh, to go along with those guests at uh, some point. And uh, also this weekend, uh, I had a chance to talk to uh, Butterbean. Uh, he said he doesn't do very many interviews anymore, but uh, we're working on getting Butterbean on with us. Uh, he can tell us about his little uh, stint in the WWE. Uh, famous boxing champion. He was also in the Jackass movie. He knocked out Johnny Knoxville, I believe it was 20 seconds, I think it was, in the movie. Something like that, I think so. Yeah, I remember he knocked him down, and then uh, he tells Johnny Knoxville, at least get one hit in there. Uh, 
he hit him, and then all of a sudden, uh, Butterbean came around with that right hook, and uh, there was nothing left of Johnny Knoxville. So we can ask him about that as well. And for anybody that uh, is listening out there, uh, my voice may sound a little different. Um, it may sound a little more clear because I'm actually talking into a microphone instead of a phone. Uh, we're trying that out. Uh, I've tried many different things. This seems to be working uh, better than anything else. So if it does continue to work, I'll continue using this. And... Um, We'll see how that goes. It's the only mic I know that uh, you don't need to wear a headset because the sound comes out of the speakers and no one can hear when the sound is coming out of the speakers, so there's no reverb. So we're just waiting now for um, our guest to call in. Um, how's uh, Granny been? How's Granny Hulkster been doing? Any uh, anything oh. doing the rise with you? Oh, I've I've been busy, you know, doing lots of stuff, and you know, we had a you know our big two day event last weekend in Owasso, Oklahoma, for wrestling for a cause, and you know, there's a a few people there that's trying to get my name changed from Granny Holster to Granny Villain. I don't think that's going to work. See, there's a group of guys called the villains at WFC. And our wonderful (laughs) granny villain, yes, our wonderful president, our wonderful president and the founder of WFC, he was in the ring with the rest of his villain clan and my son in his villain shirt and and they're like, and Tim Rockwell's like, okay, everybody on the count of three, one, two, three, granny villain, hashtag make it stick. And they're trying, and somebody made a sign uh, that if, if you'll check out my Facebook page, guys, you'll see the sign. It said, you know, one of my little friends comes run over, granny, granny, emergency, emergency, somebody made a reserve for granny villain sign and stuck it on your chair. So that's not right. going over too well with me. That's not going over too well with me. Because as you know, I do not like yeah. the bad guys. I give the bad guys lots cool. of grief. That's against my belief to be a villain. Well, you said one of our, our, our wonderful presidents. I thought you were talking about Mr. Trump. No, 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 no. Our wonderful founder and president of WFC... Wrestling for a cause. See, you know, and I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, Big Swing, but um, WFC is an organization that does independent shows for kids that have got cancer. They do wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer. You are working on trying to get the the founder of that in touch with me. I am, uh, so and I, I, I gave him I gave him your phone your phone number the other night, so I'm hoping that he will contact you and come on the show. Now I can't. Um. Now, here's the thing, and this is what this is what's perplexing, is they're wrestling for a cause. They're, they're, it's a very, very good cause. Uh, pediatric cancer. I mean, that's always that's always a good you know foundation. No matter what you do, you could be wrestling, you could be playing jacks or chess. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be playing beer pong for all I care. To, to donate to that is always good. Why would an organization that is so uh, I, I guess driven on positivity, go to name you something like Granny Villain. 
That's what's perplexing to me. Well, okay, my my son, first of all, my son came up with that idea for that name. And Tim Rockwell, being that he is in charge of the villains, he likes that name. And they're trying to work up some storyline for me. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, guys, but the storyline is that they're thinking about doing well, well, it. Whoa, 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 Don't, uh, if it's a storyline, don't give it away yet. we got to keep playing Well, here. I mean, I don't oh, know. We're they're, not sure they're, yet. They're, they're just coming. They're, just, they're not sure yet. They're coming up with ideas of what they want to do. But, you know, so we're we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. I don't I don't right. foresee that happening, but you know, because Granny's all about the good guys. I mean, you know, I boo the bad guys, I don't like the bad guys, so you know, but like I told somebody there at the show last weekend, I said, If this pans out, if this idea pans out and if they want to do this it would bring in a lot of people to the show and it would bring a lot of money to help the family. I might consider doing something for one show for one show just to because it would bring a lot of people in because everybody that knows me knows that I do not like the bad guys and knows that I do not like the villains. So, you know, you know we'll see what I happens. Think, I, I think, you know, because it is such a great charity that, uh, if that you know, if it could arrange eventually me and uh, Big Swing could go down there and uh, do a podcast live from the show, kind of like, uh, you know. Now I got our time. Well, you, 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 you guys got to come. You guys got to come to Oklahoma. Okay, our guest is on. You know? We got to go to him. We got to go to okay. him right away. I, I've well, well, I've I've never been south or west of Texas, so I would love to see that. Uh, um, we do have our first guest on with us, so I'll let you do your thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down that aisle, he is the greatest. Picker in the history of America, and he is the number one picker on the TV show American Pickers. He is the man that the History Channel loves to see on every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Robbie Wolf. Hey, Robbie, how are, how are you? you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Hi, Robbie. Now, how was you that doing? the best introduction you've ever had? Man, I felt like I was walking into the UFC. Into the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so your uh, your brother, when uh, he introduces you on the show, he never gives you an introduction like that. I find that no, we don't get we don't get introductions on the show. You just you just show up. You got to remember it's reality. You got to remember it's the real deal. They don't like you doing they don't like you doing uh, goofy stuff on there. So. Uh, so uh, now that uh, I've introduced you, what we do is like to have our guests kind of give a little background about themselves, and we'll ask you a few questions. So if you want to give us a little yeah. background about yourself, then we'll uh, ask you the uh, the questions that we have for you. Sure, no problem. Um, my brother and I, we probably started picking about when we were 10 years old. Um, my great-grandfather was a picker. My dad was a picker. Um, it was kind of, I think it's inbred into every little kid in America. I mean, at least it was back then that you actually went out and found stuff to play with and do things. You didn't have a, a phone or an electronic to actually entertain you back then. So we found our we found ourselves in junkyards and on railroad tracks and finding bicycles and rebuilding things. And just that's kind of where it all started. 
were all started. So back then, uh, you know, my brother, my brother went one direction, which he was a bicycle guy. I went another direction. I, I own a landscape company, and I had five kids, where my brother only has one kid. So uh, now, uh, did uh, Frank also grow up with you guys? Frank, I've known him since uh, probably seventh grade. Okay, so yeah. he's, he was the you know, only guy in eighth grade to to ride a Harley to work to school. Really? Yeah. Did he pick it? No, he built it though. It was it was a cool bike. I remember that. He still has that bike. Awesome, awesome. See, you you never get to see that kind of stuff on the show. So well, um, you know, I'm out and about more than more more than the guys are. I, I try and do a lot of the shows. Like I'll do Hershey. Um, I just got back from uh, the biggest advertising show in the country, which was in Columbus. Um, this week in our hometown is the Coca-Cola convention. I'll be there hanging out because I'm an advertising guru. I freaking love that stuff. Can't get enough of it. So uh, are you? Uh, so you're. Are you picking right now? Are you guys filming right now? Um, we are trying to wrap up season nine right now. So um, we'll be wrapping up hopefully season nine by the end of July. And then uh, so we're going to be kicking right in. Pardon me? When does season nine premiere? Well, they've been, they've been, episodes have been coming out. I mean, they don't, the, the weird thing with History Channel is that they don't like say, okay, here's season nine. And they put on, because we actually filmed 40 episodes. Okay. So you don't see 40 consecutive episodes coming out. They, History Channel has a weird way of putting their stuff out, but it's, uh, I never understand rhyme or reason. Some of the stuff that, that we filmed was over a year ago that I'm seeing now. Seeing now, okay, like the uh, like uh, they, you know, you guys. What's interesting about you know we are a wrestling show. And we have a lot of cool celebrities like yourself, you know. And as a matter of fact, you know, you guys actually compete with Monday Night Raw because you guys are on oh, Mondays. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll admit, uh, and I'm not just saying this because it's you, but uh, whatever uh, Danny's on or whatever you're on, I. I forgo watching Raw. I'll record it, then I'll watch you live. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. It's uh, it's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. I can tell you that. So, I'm kind of curious because you know it seems like your uh your uh, your brother's uh wingman basically uh you know you're always uh, it seems like whenever they need to haul something or pick up something or take something from one state back to Iowa, uh, your brother always says, uh, well, I'm going to call my brother, and uh, I'll send him out here to uh, to come get this stuff. Is that Does that happen quite a bit? Is that a true thing, or is that just something on the show? No, it happens all the time. That's happened since we were kids. My brother is definitely not one that he can uh, – walk through i guess uh, you know like when i took the Volkswagen out of the barn i don't think my brother could have attempted to get that down without you know i'm i, I work with my hands every day i've always done that i've been in the construction industry since i was probably 16 years old and i can look at a situation and figure it out more than anybody and you know you so, mentioned that uh, they're in se- season nine right now and you guys yep. are going to be starting season 10 um, 
you know, it's it's always you know, it's been Frank and Mike all the time. And then, you know, lately over the last couple of seasons I see you picking out with Dan picking with Danny or um uh there's another gentleman, I can't think of his name right now, the guy with the Dave White Dave. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave Ort. I, I, I never pick with Dave. Dave Ort. Never pick with Dave. But nope. I, I mean I have picked with him. Because I always see you, you know, you and Danny going out and uh, Frank and Mike going out. Is that because uh, there's all these leads ever since the show started? Or is it just something that uh, that you guys suggested? Um, I think my brother may be more behind that than anything. I mean, you know, Dave and I, I've probably known Dave for 35 years. He's He's like the godfather to me. And it's amazing because he now, um, I'm teaching him things now where he's, you know, he's gotten older and now he used to teach me everything. So it's kind of, a, a, you know, it's, it's a, it, I'm, I'm younger than him. I've been around. I, I go to the shows. I stay up with things that are going on in the industry. So, um, you know, I love picking with Danielle. Uh, it's, it's just something I think it's a different pizzazz to the to the show. I mean, I've been out with my brother. I love getting out on the road with my brother because we don't get out there and do it enough. So when you're uh when you guys are uh, out and about, uh how often um how often do you guys uh see each other? I mean, are they like gone for weeks at a time? You're gone for weeks at a time and you guys like see each other once a month or how often do you guys Many times when you guys are doing it? Well, we communicate enough, but I, I would say there's many, many, many times where my brother and I have passed each other going the opposite direction on the highway. You know, um, I probably see my brother. He's His filming schedule and my part of the network schedule is I'm usually on – I'm usually gone two weeks out of every month. My brother's gone two weeks out of every month, and our schedules never seem to mesh. So – I've got other things that I do. I'm out picking on a daily basis on top of the other thing I do. And, and I also build cars. Wow. So I'm in my uh, shop right now, uh, actually, tonight. Are you willing to tell us what huh. uh, kind of car you're building right now? Uh, I just finished up. We just finished up a 64 Corvette that uh, the gentleman died in 1968. It was in a barn for over 50 years. And you picked that? I picked that. Yeah. And you're you're now, now how are did you, you guys... on uh go ahead. Oh no. You no well, I was I was just gonna say real quick before you uh got out of the car topics, I know we can talk about that for a while. Um one of the top things that drew me to the show, honestly, being a, you know being a guy, uh in, you know, in the mid twenties at the time when I started watching it, um how'd you guys come across Danielle? Uh, for the show, and I guess the other question that you can answer both um, was, were you guys doing this long before you came up, like came up with the idea for the show, or I, I mean, was this kind of like, oh, hey, we got a cool show idea? Like, like, I, I mean, how long have you guys been picking for? And then also, what about tell us a little bit about Danielle? How you came up with her? Well, first let me, let's go back a little bit. So how the concept of the show came about was my brother was traveling more than I was. I had a business here that I had to stay in town with, and I had five kids. So I was still picking locally, but my brother was traveling around the country all the time. And he'd always come back and home, and he'd tell out these whacked-out stories of these people that he met. 
And those are the things that people want to hear about. And everybody kept saying, man, that's not true. So then he's like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to start filming it. And you guys are going to believe me when I see these guys. So I started filming it. And then somebody mentioned to him one day, hey, you should make this into a TV show. And he thought, you know what? I've been doing this picking thing for 35, 40 years. I don't know about a TV show. And it kept coming back into his memory about, hey, I probably should do this TV show. Maybe I should. So he had a got a Frank and him got together and they edited things down and they kept doing it, kept doing it. And eventually Mike kept knocking on every door under the sun. I mean, it's not like you can just walk into a network and go, Hey, I got an idea and we'll make it into a TV show. It took from the time that Mike put his foot down and said, Hey, I'm going to do this. It took him five years from that point to get that on television. Wow. So, you know, and then Danielle, how she kind of came about, she was just a friend of ours that lived in LeClaire. And um, Mike was like looking, you know, he always knew she was a little character. And, he, you know, you got to have the characters on there, too. Danielle's a character. She's the biggest sweetheart you ever meet in your life. Um, and she does exactly what she does every day on the show. That is awesome. And, you know, when you have, well, when you have, that, when you have that core uh in, in your uh in your shop you know uh with all the stuff that she does uh yeah. you know you can't help but be successful you know right i mean that's you know she's part of that success you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on on the back side of the show that people don't even get to see i mean you know from the stuff that we work that i work on personally getting things done maybe fixing things that come in and that's not stuff that I think that the viewer necessarily wants to see. They would rather see the characters and the stories. Sometimes we get a chance to show the finished product of what we, you know, sometimes like we just finished up a uh, 26 Rolls Royce. That'll be coming into, that'll be coming into the episodes uh, fairly soon. So when you, uh, when, when you're out uh, picking now, do you usually just pick for yourself or, you pick stuff to put in the shop, and then when it's sold, you you get the you get the residuals for it, or does it like no. go in a, like a like a pot, or how does that work? No, no, nothing that I pick goes into my brother's shop. That would just be a a whole kettle of another thing that you wouldn't want to deal with. So everything I pick, I've got a couple warehouses, um, and I've got dealers that I pretty much deal with across the country. That's what I deal with, and um, I wholesale stuff out. The the biggest thing for me is um, I don't want to want to get into a retail business. So now, if uh, if uh, you know, you mentioned that you do have stuff uh, uh, to sell and everything. Do you have a do you have a website that uh, if people want to uh, buy from you or pick from you that you'd want to pitch? You can go ahead and do that right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they could follow me on Instagram. Uh, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram, which would be RJ Wolf Picker, and Wolf is spelled with a an E. And then I also have RJWolfPicker.com. Um, that's a website that it, that we own. But I, honestly, it's you know people always ask me when it's going to dry up, when things are not going to, when they're when the antiques gonna business gonna stop, it'll never stop. There's always people that collect junk. Right, and you know, and, I mean, and forever. Like everybody, everybody collects something. Like me, I collect sports memorabilia. You know, and uh, you know, you mentioned you collect cars, and your brother collects yep. bikes and everything. Now, now yep. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you want to answer this or not, but I'll, I'll go ahead and ask it. Now, you know, you go to 
we see all the stuff that you pick at in the show and your brother and Frank and everybody picks at. Now, I'm guessing that your places, like your front yard and Mike's yard and Frank's yard uh, and house, are not like what we see, what we pick on, or are they? Uh, no, not our house. My my, my wife would, would absolutely hate me if I brought everything home. <laughs> um, my brother has a building that he has down in Nashville. He's got a couple buildings down there that he keeps his stuff in. And he's got some, he lives in his, he lives in, my brother 100% lives his world that he, you see on TV. That's what his world is or that he surrounds himself with. So my building's about 10,000 square feet. My office is probably about 800 square feet. I surround myself in it every day. I mean, it, that's, that's where awesome. my world is. My wife tells me not to bring any of this stuff home. She doesn't want to dust it. She doesn't want to dust it. <laughs> now, if, uh, what, what would you say is your most prized possession, if you could tell us that? Gosh, that's a hard one, man. There's so many. You know, pri- yeah, prized possession, in, uh, sometimes it's a value thing, but most of the time, to me, it isn't. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, that's a hard one. Um, I, I got to think about that. All right. Well, then I'll ask you this question. Like, uh, you know, when you were, uh, you know, when you were uh, first, uh, and I know we got about, uh, we, we, we got about, I know we're pressed for time. We got about 10 minutes here with you left. Uh, we're going to yep. do a little liner thing for us, but, uh, Yep. Now, let's say, like, you know, when you first uh, started driving, you know, everybody has their first vehicle. Now, uh, yeah. I don't know if you still have your the first vehicle you ever learned to drive in that you ever owned when you first started. Uh, or uh, is that something that uh, when you're out picking, like, hey, that's the car I, I learned to drive in. Would you try and pick that or do you try and find that kind of stuff? Do you and Mike or Frank try and do that? or yeah. all have I don't think I do. I don't believe that I do, and I don't think my brother does either. I mean, I think his very first car was a Volkswagen. My very first car was a two-door, well, it might have been a four-door, four-door purple Chrysler Newport. And oh, like that car was – uh, Like they had in that movie with um, um, Paul Walker. Um, yeah, exactly. Right? It had a 440 in it. I could barely pay. I I could barely pay the the, the gas bill. I think that's what my mom wanted was the whole the idea, and that's where I learned to tear stuff apart. I can remember when my mom first gave me the car. She said, "Here it is," and I pulled it out of the driveway, thinking I was hot and stuff, and the uh, water pump blew on it. And I had a hot date that night, and I wasn't going to let anything get in front of that. So I went tore the damn car apart and fixed the water pump. I didn't know what I was doing, but I got it done. Yeah, I, I can I can see you I can see you out there fixing it, putting the water pump in, then running in and putting on your tuxedo just before the date. You know, I could. I there, could you see you there you go. <laughs> uh, man, this is uh, you. You are awesome, and uh, I don't know, you know, because I know that uh, you know, like Frank and Mike, you know, we have to go through the network. But uh, do you think maybe you can? Uh, uh, maybe hook us up with uh, Danny or uh, the older guy. I might be able to. I might be. I, I could probably hook you up with Dave for sure. Okay. We call him the Silver Fox. Right, and you know the interesting thing about him being the Silver Fox, that was um, uh, he sang the song uh, "The Most Beautiful Girl in the USA" and uh, yeah. behind closed doors, uh, Charlie Rich. Was, yeah. was his nickname, yeah. the Silver Fox. I don't remember the Silver yeah. Fox. That's that's Dave Ort. <laughs> Silver Fox. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Okay, well, Robbie, uh, we we got a few more minutes here with you. One thing we have all our guests do is we have our guests do a little liner thing for us. And basically, okay. if you have to write it down, if you got a pen, if you want to scratch it out on the, your your bench all right, or whatever, let's scratch something down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. All right, fire away. All right, so you'll say, uh, "Hey, this is Robbie Wolf. You're listening yeah. to the Attitude Era Live with the icon." Hold on here, Attitude. Attitude. Era live. Era live. Era. Era. E R A. Era. Okay. Live. Yep. E-R-A. With the icon. Okay. The big swing. Icon. And Granny Holster. Big swing. Well, I'm trying to write this down. And Granny Holster. Holster. H U L K S T E R. I'm a wrestling fan. Holster. I'm not a wrestler, All but right. I'm a wrestling fan. All right. All right. Well, have All right. You, so here we go. Listen, this is this is Rob. This is Robbie Wolf from listening to the Attitude Era live with the X Con, the Big Swing, the Icon, the Icon. Okay. All right, Rob Wolf. Uh, I haven't been arrested yet. There you go. The 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 uh, the Icon live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Holster. Holster. Holkster, Granny Holkster. You know, like like Hulk Hogan, yep. you know, like Hulk Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. All right, all right. So I'll count you down from five, then we'll have you do it. Ready? And then you can all right, we're gonna try you again. again. Like, yeah, right. like you're the greatest American picker or something like that. All right, here we go. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Rob Wolf from, uh, and I'm, you guys are listening to the. Era live with the X. I keep saying X Con because that's what I wrote down. All right. Well, let, let's try it again. And it's the. Well, I'll tell you what. You're not the first person that's had many uh, had to do many takes. Uh, so it's the attitude. X Con could actually be kind of fitting though. I I don't know. I, I kind of like. That. I think you should change it to X Con. That's actually. I I, I would. Yeah, icon. Does that work? It sounds like it sounds, is. Yeah, it, it rolls off the tongue. Icon. It rolls off the tongue. Someone the big better. swing yeah, like and granny holster. Yeah. Right. All right. So I'll, All we'll right. try to get. I'll count it down for five. We'll do it. Ready? All five, right. four, three, two, one. Hey, this is Rob Wolf, and you guys are listening to the Attitude Live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and the Granny Holster. This is the American Picker signing off. Awesome. The Granny cool. Holster. I like that. The yeah, I like Hulkster. that. I like because that. There the Granny Holster. Because there's only one and only, and that's me. I love that. The. You, know, I, you I got have, it. Icon, we actually, we actually should have. We actually should have had him say the, uh, the Granny Villain, but that, that, that's for another the Granny oh, Villain. No, no, there no. You go. We're not going there, there Big Swing. Hey, I'm not the uh, villain. We are not going there. I, I, am, I like the good guys. I don't like the bad guys. So we're not oh, going there, Big open Swing. Open up a can of worms here. Um, that's right. That's right. All right, guys. I'm signing off. off. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So Rob Wolf, I mean, yeah, great show. I love that show too, and uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. I I watch a lot of TV. I don't really have much going on, uh, so I you know I watch a lot of TV, and uh, it's one of those shows where seemingly whenever it's on, uh, I tend to turn it on, and uh, it's always fun to see, you know, what people collect and some of the things that people have laying around, uh, you know. 
I always thought at first it was like a TV show, just just for TV. But then when you think about it, you're like, no, they're actually going to these places. They just happen to be filming. But they're actually going to these places. These are actual people's garages and farms and sheds and whatnot. You know, I don't know what it's like up in North Dakota. I haven't seen them pick there. Uh, but, Granny, I have seen them pick Arkansas. Are there a lot of uh, places out in Arkansas that have that same sort of thing, where they're just big barns full of stuff that are collected oh, yeah. that most people oh, yeah. consider junk, but, but, you know, collectors like him could, could find some value? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, you know, the, the, the cool thing, you know, when we do these uh, – when we do these uh, – these liners that we do, and when they when they have flubs and stuff, and we let them retake, you know, I, I think not only are we building up a great promotions library for liners and stuff, we're also building up a great blooper reel as well. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, that was uh, that was awesome uh, talking to Robbie. Uh, you know, he, he, you know, I may have taken. Had him a little longer than his 25-minute time allotted, but uh, yeah, he uh, he was nice enough uh, to take 25 minutes out of his time, and uh, hopefully that he'll share this with uh, Frank and Mike and those guys. And uh, if they are listening to the show back on replay or listening right now, we do love you guys, and we would love to have you guys on as well. You know, so that's basically what we got going on there. So our, our next uh, guest is supposed to be Texas Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, they should be calling in soon. Um, and uh, we'll talk to them when they uh, when they uh, join us. Um, and uh, I also want to let you guys know uh, that, uh, you know, we got a couple. Uh, uh, these have been confirmed and have been booked. Uh, we're going to have uh, Natalie Byrne on with us. Uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, so what I'd like you guys to do is, uh, this is your homework for the week, check out Natalie Byrne on imdb.com and uh, talk to her about uh, some of the, uh, of that, uh, some of the movies that she's been in. And um, for all you single guys out there, uh, that like looking at adult magazines, and I uh, do apologize, Granny, uh, in advance. But uh, when they, if they, if they want to be on the show, I'm not going to refuse them. Uh, we're going to have uh, Texas Patty on with us. She was a uh, penthouse pet in Germany, and she's also a well. You, you realize, Granny, she is well. She is also a porn star. You realize this, right? Well, you know, it is what it is. You know, so I mean. It's, I'm not offended, well, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you'd be offended. I, I, I was actually telling you maybe you could look her up and like, you know, man, who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe Icon and I can corrupt Granny a little bit and, uh, you know, be like, hey, let, let's start doing all sorts of these kinds and uh, do these kind of interviews. And maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe Granny will uh, buy a subscription to like Pornhub or something. You never know. No, 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 no. No, you never know though. It might happen. <laughs> I you might corrupt so. her. Icon and I have, Icon and I have corrupted I people before. So. I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. No. 
he was he was trying to get uh, well basically the backstory on her was he was trying to get Janet Jameson. Uh, she had some scheduling things and whatnot. Couldn't make it at, at, at that moment, but she did put us on to uh, Texas Patty, and uh, you know I was looking at the photos. And you know, Icon, I uh, <clears throat> I'm wondering if we could possibly do the show via Skype that night. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of just just, just on the uh, radio mics. But e- either way, uh, that's going to be a fun show as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So, and like I said, we're not just a radio show. I mean, well, we are a radio show. Too. We're not just a wrestling show. Even though it's predominantly wrestling, we are talking about and talking to several different types of celebrities. And uh, she just happens to be one of them. So definitely excited to have her on. Um, and, and I know Icon's been talking about it. I mean, he's already bought extra pants for that occasion just in case. So he's, he's ready to go. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah. So like I say, we don't, uh, we don't, you know, we are a wrestling show and we are based on wrestling. We'll still talk about wrestling. Like, for instance, we have the rematch going on between uh, Roman Reigns, uh, not Roman Reigns, uh, Seth Rollins Seth and Rollins. Paul Ziggler. And uh, Braun Strowman, uh, thank you for tipping over uh, Kevin Owens' car and setting it on fire. We appreciate that. Apparently, Kevin Owens uh, and Braun Strowman are not friends, apparently. Apparently, they are not going to be getting together after the show for tea and crumpets, apparently. No, I don't think so. And, I mean, you know, even though Braun Strowman asked Kurt Angle to – Tag him up with Kevin Owens again, and then they made a match against Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman against Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. So, the, the constable Baron Corbin. Am I the only one that yes. thinks he looks goofy with, uh, with, with bald hair? He does. He looks really weird without his long hair. I'm just used to seeing him with the ponytail. Who's that? Baron Corbin, he 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 totally oh, yeah, like yeah, shaved yeah. his head pretty much and cut his hair, and he's the constable Baron Corbin now. Constable Corbin. I, I, well, I, I think I think that's more like a corporate thing, gimmick thing, if anything. Or it oh yeah, I'm sure he, could, he 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 couldn't grow any hair anymore. He started losing it, so he just started doing that. They turned it into a storyline. Could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched an episode of Celebrity Undercover Boss about a week ago, and it was really interesting. I actually, a friend of, yes, yeah, that that was really good. And I actually, the I don't know if you saw that episode, guys, but um, Steve Wright, the photographer that was in that episode, he is a personal friend of mine. Okay. And I was real. I really enjoyed that show. I really enjoyed that episode. So. All right. Well, um, like I say, we're just waiting for our, our guest now. Um, the they also made an announcement today about uh, you know Brock Lesnar and his status with the title and what he's doing with it and all this stuff. You know, I don't think I've ever been more sick of a wrestler than I am of Brock Lesnar. Now, here's the thing. I've met Brock Lesnar in person. Uh, I met his lovely wife, uh, Rena, uh, when they were here in Fargo, North Dakota, uh, for the Roger Maris Golf Tourney. Uh, I can't remember what year that was. But anyway, I met him in person, and he's a nice guy and everything. But 
you might as well just throw the title in the, the trash because that's what they're doing to it. It doesn't mean anything at all. The only title that really means anything right now is the Intercontinental Championship and maybe the women's title. That's it. Do you, do you guys care about NXT? Do you care about the world title? Do you care about the universal title? Because they don't mean anything. How about the tag team titles? When's the last time they were relevant? I mean, you give it to two bohemists that can't be beaten, and you're destroying that title too. Am, what do you guys think? Am I off base on this? No, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's. I I remember back back in you know the eighties and nineties <laughs> when uh, you know the biggest matches were the title matches on pay per view. Now you're lucky if you get two or three or one or two. You don't even get that anymore. And the titles used to be on the line all the time. Now they're not. Oh, and I know. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna do them, if you're not gonna send them, why even have them? Why not just put them on display somewhere and be done with True. it? Because that's True. that's what they are right True. now. It doesn't make any sense to me, and it's actually really upsetting. Which is why, you know, and everybody knows that this is why we started the show to complain about wrestling. And uh, I'm going to give my little commentary on that right now. I, I apologize if I put people to sleep right now. But I just got to let people know that the state of wrestling in the WWE is not good. And there's a reason why their ratings are tanking like they are, because they put the best matches of the night at the front of the show. We can watch that be done. You can record Monday Night Raw and fast forward to the, the bad parts, which is most of the show. Um, SmackDown, I rarely watch. Uh, I record it. If I find out something good, I'll watch it. But I get the updates to the WWE Network on my phone. So if oh, that's I, nice. If I see something, that, if I see something that's shocking, yeah, if I see something that's shocking, I'll, I'll go back and watch the match. If not, I don't care. Mm. What, what, what is wrong with what they're doing? What is wrong with the writers? What is wrong with the booking committee? Do they not? They don't really have this? any competition. That, 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 that's the issue, though. They don't really have competition right now. Like, like I mean, there's, there's not like it's, it's not like there's WCW around that you know. Oh my God, if we don't come out with a crazy good show, that you know, we're gonna lose ratings or whatever. I mean, they're, 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 they're a one trick pony. They're the only gig in town, right? So they don't really, they don't really have to, you know, be worried about that because, you know, I mean, they've they've pretty much successfully killed TNA at this point, so they don't really have much else to worry about. And uh, you know, uh, NXT is owned by the same people, so it's not, it's not, uh, it's not competition, really. It's not, you know, and. Can you name one wrestler in NXT right now? Uh, no. Although I'm not a big NXT guy anyway. I don't really watch a lot of NXT to begin with, so I probably wouldn't be able to do that anyway if you asked me to, but, but no, no, I can't. Although I'll give you this, Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain is probably the best tag team I think I've ever heard. 
Right, and uh, uh, they got uh, the gentleman, uh, the guy with the uh, fruit stripes gum trunks. Um, Jack Gallagher, I think his name is. Yeah, gentleman Jack Gallagher. Gentleman Gallagher. Yeah. So, I know for a while he was a good guy, and then you know he got hooked up with Neville there for a while, you know, and he became kind of a heel. And but I don't watch a lot of NXT either. I'm not a big NXT fan. I don't watch a lot of NXT. So. And and where is Neville? I think he got fired, I, didn't he? I don't know. I haven't seen Neville for quite some time. You know, what, here's what destroyed Neville. I mean, what destroyed Neville was him starting to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Big Swing, you can back me up on this. Uh, when he was doing his high-flying stuff, I mean, he was just awesome. And then he's, they gave him a microphone. He had no mic skills, unlike you and I and Granny Holster. And, uh, you know, when he started to talk, he started losing his edge because people didn't care. Very true. And uh, and here's something else that's interesting. Uh, Are we having a Bailey heel turn going on right now with, uh, with her actions tonight? I know she's not been really happy with Sasha Banks the last few weeks. So in the last few months, so... Yeah, she uh yeah, she kind of uh she kind of turned on her a little bit and uh you know, I mean, and I like Bailey, but she hasn't been getting over it because it's one of those situations where, you know, WWE used to be known for making stars and building people, <clears throat> building up wrestlers and whatnot. Now they seem to be the company that destroys stars. I mean, are they going to screw up Braun Strowman like they did with Roman Reigns? Possibly. Uh, I'm not I mean, I think they already them. have. Oh, Braun Strowman? Yeah, I, I think I think he could be a lot more dominant. More dominant. I, I think they've already I, the the fact that the fact that he's not, you know, an imposing figure anymore. Um. It's just not to me. It's that benign. It's kind of like Kane. I I think that they messed up Kane too. Um, I I don't know. It's just they could have used him better in my opinion. I mean, you know, and it's it's really sad to me that uh, that they're doing that. And uh, I'll admit, I didn't like Braun Strowman when he first came out when he was part of the Wyatt family. You know, and uh, oh, did I just say the Wyatt family? When all oh, four yes, of them are still yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah, all four of them are still wrestling. But does anybody remember what the Wyatt family is? No, because they ruined that too. It's it's just depressing to me. Well, I mean, look, look what they've done with Bray Wyatt. They've got him with Matt Hardy. <laughs> you know. What I mean? So. So our next guest should be calling in soon here. I uh, Texas Wrestling Entertainment is supposed to join us. Uh, I've been talking to them back and forth all day. So 
they did confirm. So hopefully. Uh, so hopefully they'll join us. Um, oh. I, I, I'm just so disenchanted with uh, the WWE and the stuff that they're doing. Uh, I mean, there, there's been there's been bad spots before, but uh, they're uh, worse now than it ever has been. Well, they actually, the referee actually made uh, Drew McIntyre go back to the back. <laughs> so now it's just one-on-one. Which you know, which which should, which should be, you know, but yes, which it should be. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But I I don't think it's going to matter. I think uh, I mean, you know, Dolph Ziggler, he he'd been out of the game for what three months, and now all of a sudden he comes back on his first week back last week. He wins the title. Oh, I know. And Seth Rollins. When Seth Rollins was doing fine as the champion for the Intercontinental Champion, uh, and they got a clown named Brock Lesnar, who's held the title for uh, over five hundred, four hundred day, four hundred ninety days, or whatever it is, and he's defended the title ten times in four hundred ninety-eight days, and he broke CM Punk's record, who put the title on the line, what a hundred times out of that four hundred days, something at like least, that. So I don't at know. Least. And now uh, we find we come to find out that uh, CM Punk is now a uh, UFC title bomb. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. To be honest with you, I don't think there's anything more pathetic than that right now. You know. Uh, I, tell you, I mean, you make I, a solid I, point. You're not I think wrong. I would rather go. I think I would rather go to a local independent wrestling show and get more enjoyment out of that. Sometimes watching the WWE. Well, I mean, sometimes a lot of the things with WWE though is even in their live performance segments and things, everything's so expensive. I mean, going to get a drink or food at one of the shows, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. T-shirt prices or whatever it may be, it, it, it's everything. It's a conglomerate, and they're they're just getting crazy overpriced and you know what they don't show you on TV is the amount of empty seats they have in the show. I mean they have massive Yeah, and uh what they do is they uh if they don't sell a certain amount of tickets in, in shows and I've seen them do this personally, what they'll do is they'll uh have you go to the box office, get a seat from a different section, but what they do is the one section they'll completely black out, they'll cover it with black tarp or uh, uh, black cloths to make it look full is what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so disappointing. So terrible. So, hopefully, uh, our uh, our guest will be calling in shortly. He should have called in already. He's late. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering when they were going to be calling in, dude, because, I mean, if we're going to be able to fit in them plus a third guest, uh, you know, we don't have a, a, a whole buttload of time. Like I said, I'm going to have to do, we're going to have to do, uh, you know, I'm going to have to do Yankee pregame, so there's not going to be a full two-hour, or a postgame, rather. There's not going to be a full two-hour show, so I, I was just wondering if maybe you get in touch with them and see if they still plan on calling tonight. Yeah, well, 
I will. One second. I'm going to see what's going on with uh, with these guys, and uh, hopefully we could uh, get it uh, taken care of. Oh, uh, Seth Rollins almost regained the title with a uh, with a great fly off the top rope. What a what a move that was. Let me ask you guys this while we're waiting here. Who um, who would you say is the most speak talented? Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil, Icon. We do have them. We do have them uh, on, actually. Just as I was saying. So I'm going to uh, let you do your thing here and uh, put a patch them through. Ladies and gentlemen, our second combatant of the night, the most up-and-coming independent wrestling company in the United States today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Texas Wrestling Entertainment. Hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> how you guys doing? Uh, you got to speak up a little bit so we can hear you. How are you guys doing? We're good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Can you hear me better now? Uh, it's it's a little faint. Uh I, I don't know if you're you're talking in a studio mic or what, but uh, it's hard to hear you. But we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll just press on and make it work. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just using my iPhone, so that's a okay. little bit better. I can hear you better now. Okay, yeah, that's better. So uh, now that uh, I've introduced you, what we like to do is uh, have our guests tell us a little bit about themselves. So if you want to tell us a little bit about your company, then we'll ask you some questions. Okay. Well, what do you guys want to know? Just tell us uh, anything you want to tell us, and we'll ask you. <laughs> uh, well, um, I uh, started the uh, wrestling school with uh, with Sean uh, Michaels back in 1999, and uh, so after he went to work full time back with with Vince, uh, he gave me the school. And uh, so with the school came the promotion. That was part of the training that we offered the guys. It wasn't just the training, but we also offered them when they qualified to be part of our live events. And so um, that's what I'm – and it also helps with the training. It makes it helps them with working with, you know, within the, with the crowd and, and that type of stuff. Uh, and so we've been running ever since uh, 2001. Um, we've been going strong, man. We've been picking up steam lately with uh, some good events, and we've we've got some 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 good talent that's been part of our shows. Um, so that's where we're at now. So do you uh, are are you uh, do you still have contact with Shawn Michaels or not? We I message him off and on. I mean he's he's uh he's you know Shawn likes to spend time with his family and. And he's got a, a a bunch of other projects that he you know that he that he's working on, uh, and he's also a trainer at the performance center. So I'll message him like you know happy birthday or or uh, how you know how are the kids or you know happy Thanksgiving, happy Father's Day, that type of stuff. Every now and then you know how's it been going with you and, and what have you. But um, I mean I it, it's it's very minimum. Very minimum. Well, the reason why I was asking is that maybe, uh, you know, if uh, you can, maybe you can hook us up with him at some point. 
You'd have to go through WWE, I think, for that. I don't know. I, I Everyone asks me about it. I get a lot of people that ask me about hooking them up with, with an interview or an appearance or whatever. And all I can tell guys is just you, they got to go through the, the office, you know. So, oh, so he's still he'll so he's still technically under contract with the WWE then. Yeah, I believe so. Well, that's a shame because <laughs> uh, the way the way the I, not to uh, you know knock anybody there, but uh, the, the the state of wrestling is not <laughs> where I'd want to be anyway. That's why uh, that's why we got that's why we have you on because you have a better promotion. But anyway, so. Um, so how many uh, how many guys do you have on your current roster then? On my current roster, I have about fifteen, sixteen, up to twenty guys. I use I don't just use my the guys that I train, but I also pull in guys around the um, the area that that really aren't being used by other promotions around here. It's like and I'm not knocking nobody. You know, there's a lot of good stuff going on in Texas right now. But a lot of promotions seem to use the same guys, you know, and that, and that's fine. You know, those are the guys that are talented. Those are the guys that are that are working at it. You know, they deserve to get that push. But then there's like a second tier of guys that they need that that break. You know, they need someone to to uh, you know to you know get behind them and stuff. And so that's what you know that's what I do is I try and find the guys that that just need that extra little push. And I utilize them, and then down the road they get utilized by the bigger promotions because they see they they have some value to them. And uh, what uh, what city are you located in? I'm in San Antonio. We travel throughout okay. South Texas. We travel uh, Del Rio, Texas, Corito Springs. We've gone to Seguin. We've gone to Temple, Waco. I mean, we we you know down to Laredo. We've, we've traveled quite a bit. You ever go to Frisco, Texas? No, I wish I could. I would stop by the Dallas Cowboy offices and shoot the shit with Jerry Jones and those guys. <laughs> yeah, the reason why I ask that is I go to Frisco, Texas. I've been to Frisco, Texas every year for the last seven years because of the uh, NDSU Bison uh, going for the national championship. And we'll be there again this year. That's why I was asking. If you're close to that, oh, okay. uh, when I'm up there in January, I'll, I'll stop by and see you. Uh, you know, maybe stay on your couch or something. But anyway, um, so when you uh, – so if, when you decided to start the wrestling school, now this is the same wrestling school that Shawn Michaels used to wear the shirt on TV, right? Is that is the same yeah. one, right? Yep, okay. Because I remember um, Shawn Michaels used to wear the shirt, and he always used to wear those god-awful tight uh, spandex shorts that he shouldn't have been wearing on national television, but that's a story for another time. Um, he wore them at the gym also. Oh, jeez. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, uh, so was it, uh, did you contact him or did he contact you or was it a mutual, uh, you guys decided we should just start a wrestling school or how did it come about? Uh, actually, actually the way, the, the way it played out was, uh, I'd already, I had been in the business for about 15, 16 years at that point. And, um, you know, I had just done independence. I'd worked for WCW for a while. Um, and I worked for for WWF for a while, and I had spent some time in Mexico, but I, I I never I was never under contract with nobody, so I always worked the independent, and then whenever they needed extras and stuff like that, 
they always called me. And uh, so working in the independence as time was going on, it was it was getting shittier and shittier to where guys weren't paying and stuff like that. And so finally, um, it came about where I did a show. I main evented with uh, it was a lucha show in Laredo, Texas, and I main evented with uh, some of their stars like Pirata Morgan and Mil Mastras and uh, Rayo de Jalisco and and. Uh, I mean, I was in the main event with their stars, and uh, at the end of the night, when it when it came time to get paid, I got shortchanged big time. And at that point, I said, you know, f this, and I got my stuff, and I walked out. I quit the business, and uh, coincidentally, you know, and I, the very next, you know, that was a Saturday night. Monday Monday morning, I went to go look for a job at a warehouse, and I got a job the same day. And, uh, and uh, so I supposed to start working like Thursday of that week or something, but Wednesday, Wednesday Sean called me, and uh, you know I thought it was a rib. You know, it, you know, I'm sitting at my house, you know, watching TV, and some guy, you know, my phone rings. I answer the phone. And some guy says, "This Rudy Gonzalez." Yes. He goes, uh, "Are you busy?" And I said, "No. Who is this?" He said, "Sean." I said, "Sean, who?" He said, "Sean Michaels." I was like, man, screw you, and I hung up on him. I thought it was a rip. And uh, well, I would too. We yeah, I mean, why would Shawn Michaels be calling me, you know, out of nowhere? So this happened like three or four times in a row. He called right back, and uh, you know, is this? He's like Rudy, and I'm like, yeah. He goes, are you busy? I'm like, who is this? It's Shawn. Screw you, man. And I hung up again, and uh, finally he got me to stay on the phone and. He said, let's talk, you know, I'm, I'm going to have back surgery in a few months, and I'm going to be out for a while, and I'd like to start a wrestling school, and like, I'd like you to be one of the trainers. And uh, I said, all right, well, you know, um, I just started a job at a warehouse, so I said, yeah, we'll talk. Um, and so later on that week, we did have a, we did meet up, and he told me what he wanted to do, and, and uh, so... You know, I said, well, when you're ready, this is like in maybe November of 98, and he wasn't going to start the school until April of 99. So okay. I look at just let me know when you're ready to get started, and, um, you know, we'll keep in touch. And so in the meantime, I just went ahead and worked at the warehouse, and I was making good money. I was making 12, 12 bucks an hour, and I was getting a, a bunch of overtime, so I was getting time and a half. And I was bringing home some nice checks. And so around the middle of March or so, he says, all right, I'm ready to, you know, he calls me and we're, we're talking. I'm ready to start school in a couple of weeks. I was okay. He goes, uh, I, I, and I said something like, what am I getting paid? And um, he said, I'm going to start job at 250 a week. And <laughs> I was at the warehouse doing 60 hours a week or whatever. I was – you know, I was I was bringing home like eleven hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars easily. So, uh, so you would have had to take a pay cut then. A slight pay cut. So, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you hear you hear people talk about you can never leave the wrestling business and you know stuff like that. And I'm gonna be very honest. When I worked at the warehouse, yes, I was making good money. Um, you know, we were able to buy a, a put some money aside and buy a house and stuff like that. Um, but I was miserable. I hated it. And uh I mean I, I hated it. 
And so I told Sean, okay, that's fine. And so I went to go work. I went to go work for Sean at, at the you know Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy. It was me, Jose Lothario, and a guy named Ken Johnson. And um, so, you know, uh, and we just went from there. Jose and, and Sean had a they had a fallout like after a few weeks. And uh, it was just a matter of the difference in in training, you know, stuff. Sean was trying to we were trying to train get train guys you know, with a little bit of respect and dignity, and Jose was in the training guy the old school way, which I'm not knocking that. That's 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 how things were back in the day. But you know, that was in the 80s, and now we're now we're coming into the 2000s. So, you know, there was a you know, Sean and Jose bumped heads on that. Jose ended up leaving. Um, Ken Ken Johnson and Sean bumped heads. So Ken Johnson ended up leaving. And uh, my my whole thing was I just wanted to train guys. I didn't I didn't care about anything else. I was happy, you know, doing just that. And so all the stuff that Sean and Jose or Sean and Ken argued about that stuff didn't phase me. I didn't I didn't care about that. So you know because those guys left, though, I got stuck running the school and the promotion. And um, you know up to that point, me and you know Sean's from San Antonio also. And uh, right. you know, but we we never we never communicate, we never talk, we never except at the WWF shows. You know, it's just like, what's up? How you doing? And that was it. But uh, wor- working with Sean for the two years that I did was a. Uh, I mean, I you know, the stories I heard before, and you know, you hear people talking, what have you, in dressing rooms. Sean was never anything like that. That we had a great relationship training the guys. Uh, we both brought, you know, a passion to the to the to the gym. Uh, we, you know, we both we both brought the business from our perspectives. Sean was the superstar guy. I was the guy struggling. Uh, I respected him. He respected me. And we were fortunate that we had a bunch of good kids in the school. And uh, I mean, as far as you know. The wrestling business and my part in it, running Sean's school was like two of the, the best years of my wrestling career. I had a lot of fun doing that. Now, I was going to ask you, do you know a guy by the name of Sylvester Fox? Sylvester, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> he uh, just came by my gym uh, last uh, week. Uh, yeah, um... Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, he's he's our next guest. Yeah, I believe he was just here at our place last week. Just right, live yeah, on the line. Uh, I think so. Uh, Icon, uh, that number I sent I, you. Uh, that, that that that's him. I'm, I'm going to find out. I uh, well, why don't we find out right now? I'll have the intern patch through right now. Hello, caller, you're on here. Who is this? Is this the icon? Yes, it is. The icon, this is Sylvester J. Fox, manager extraordinaire. How you doing tonight, buddy? <laughs> well, good. Uh, we have uh, we uh, we'll be going to you in about uh, five minutes here, uh, but okay. uh, apparently uh, you uh, seem to know uh, who our guest is. Uh, so, uh, Sly, this is uh, Mr. Texas Wrestling. Mr. Texas Wrestling. This is Sly. Who's Mr. Chex? Oh, Rudy. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, Rudy Gonzalez. I just uh, came and uh, spent the 
evening watching those guys train on Thursday nights. Rudy runs a runs a great uh, promotion there, or well, the training school in uh, in uh, San Antonio. And yeah, I got a chance to check it out on on Thursday night. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do, Sly. We're gonna I'm gonna put you on hold here real quick, and then we're gonna finish okay. up the uh, interview with uh, Mr. Gonzalez, and then uh, well, uh, I got tons of questions for you. Because uh, uh, you kind of got me in trouble, so we're going to put you on hold and we're going to get back. Sounds to you. good. Take care, Rudy. Thanks for All having right. me again. See, uh, see, Rudy. I'll tell you, uh, we're well known around uh, this area, and uh, we're, we're glad that uh, you're on with us. Uh, but one thing that we want to do before we get too far out of hand here, because uh, we got a few minutes here left with you, uh, we like to have our uh, our guests do a little uh, liner for us. And uh, we're going to have you do that. And basically, if you need to write it down, because everybody seems to need to do that, uh, I'll give you uh, I'll give you the line to say, and then you can say whatever flair you want. And uh, we'll uh, I'll count you down for five seconds, and then we'll see how it goes. Basically, what it is, All you'll right. say, uh, "Hey, hey, this is." You'll say your name, uh, Texas Wrestling Entertainment. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the icon. The Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Holy smokes. That's what right, they so say. Let me, yeah. write, let me write this down. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. So um, run, that by, run that by me again. All right. So the main points to hit are your name, Yep. who you are, you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Con, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Yeah, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I have a lot of wrestling friends that that wrestle down in Texas. Cool. Good. You you probably All know right. some of them. Yeah, well, right, go, I don't know... I know. I know uh, we'll do this over here. Five. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Rudy Boy Gonzalez of Texas Wrestling Entertainment and the Texas Wrestling Academy, and this is Attitude Era blah, Live. Do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, there's 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 no blah. All right. Right. Five, uh, four, three. Two, one. This is Rudy Boy Gonzalez of Texas Wrestling Entertainment and the Texas Wrestling Academy, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with Icon Big Swing and Granny Hulkster. Perfect. All right. Awesome. At least you didn't call me. The, at least you didn't call me the XCon. I've been called out a few times. <laughs> uh, so, if, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out and sign up for your classes and get trained with you, uh, do you have an Instagram? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have uh, 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 YouTube? Facebook, what do you got out there? Facebook is Texas Wrestling Academy. Uh, Twitter is TX Pro Wrestling at TX Pro Wrestling, and uh, Instagram is Texas Wrestling Academy. And, uh, okay, and uh, uh, of all the guys that uh, of all the guys you train, how many have made it to to the big dance? 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, um, so I guess we can start with uh, Brian Kendrick and Brian Danielson, Lance Cade. Okay. Uh, right. this kid, there was a kid named Shooter Schultz who was in developmental. Uh, Matt Bentley, Paul London, Hernandez, Masada, Simply Luscious. Uh, who else is that? I said Hernandez. Um, and I have a couple of I have a couple of stars right now that are getting little little peaks, you know, right now. Uh, uh, Max Castiano was just on uh, NXT last week, or I'm sorry, yeah, last week, and. Uh, Moonshine Mantel, he's out of he's out down here out of Texas also. And then, you know, I as a trainer, you know, when you see these guys on TV, and do you do you ever like uh, you ever like say, hey, I train those guys and I help them get into business and stuff like that, or uh, you not you not really care? Do you not like uh, you're not that way? Well, I mean, yeah. Yes, yes and no. I mean, um, I'm happy for all the guys. I'm happy, for, you know, for guys like Brian and Brian Kendrick and Brian Danielson. You know, watching them uh, when they're breaking in and and struggling the way they were, you know, when they were down here. Uh, I'm I'm proud as hell of the, of, the, of those guys. Uh, when I see them on TV, I mean, yeah, I I do have um, like a sense of accomplishment or something that somewhere along this. You know all the stuff that I've that I've done. I've done something right, you know. Um, and so you know, it, it always. I tell everybody the same thing. It always seems like the days when I'm when I'm down. You know, like what what am I doing? You know, what am I doing here? What am I doing this for? Something always pops up. You know, one of the guys calls me up and says thank you. Uh, I get a message or, you know, something always comes up where to remind me exactly you know, where, where I stand and what I've done. Awesome. And, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to be down in Texas, uh, January 2nd through the 7th. Uh, and, uh, uh, we should be passing through there. Maybe, uh, if you'd allow me to, I could, uh, give you a call up and uh, let you know I'm in town. Maybe we can, uh, you know, just, uh, get together for, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes and, uh, uh I have no chat. problem with that. That's what I do, man. I mean, if Frisco's not that really that far from from San Antonio. I don't just give me a call. Let me know. I, we can hook up. We can meet up somewhere. Right, and then you can tell everybody, "Hey, the icon was in my living room, and then I had to throw him out." <laughs> yeah. Well, at least somebody wants to advertise. So that, that's positive. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we do appreciate uh, you joining on with us, and uh, we we do want to have you on again uh, when, we're, uh, when we're not so pressed for time. Uh, but uh, would you be willing to join us on again, and then uh, maybe you can uh, hook us up with uh, some of your new wrestlers, too, and uh, they can be on with you as well. Sure, anytime. Not a problem. Awesome. I appreciate it, buddy. You're awesome. awesome and thank, you. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your night to join us. Yes, sir. You guys have a good evening. Thank you. You do the same. There's the king of Texas wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Can't beat it. Now, uh, since he's on hold, I will uh, go ahead and do the introduction, and we'll get to this, and then uh, we'll just take him to the end of the show, and we'll see if uh, we get in any trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, our third combatant of the night, he is the greatest independent wrestling manager 
in the history of independent wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome him back one time and again. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Sylvester J. Fox. Wow, Scotty, that was a heck of an introduction, Mr. Icon. Very much appreciated. What what is going on tonight? Well, okay, there, there's a um, – I was sent a couple screenshots. Uh, you know, you promoted uh, you being on the show with us tonight. We do appreciate it. Uh, we got uh, – I don't know, we got about 25 or so minutes here with you. Uh, now, are you still currently the Fargo champion? I am still the current Fargo champion, absolutely, Scott. I mean, I always got one eye uh, on – the belt and one eye on the general public because, you know, I do live in the city of Fargo and the belt is live 24-7 in the city of Fargo. So I'm a fighting champion, as you know, but nobody's been able well, to and I don't know, I don't know who, And I don't know who this Scott guy is that you're talking about. Uh, I know there's the icon here on the show. I don't know who this Scott guy is you're talking oh, about. But. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was there that night that uh, you won the title. And uh, the the thing is, I wanted to uh, I wanted to challenge you for that title, but uh, the thing is, my uh, girlfriend wouldn't let me jump over the rails uh, to take you on. Um, uh, I'm sure, she didn't want you to to get a hernia or anything. You know, we don't want you pulling anything there, Icon. Probably not. But here's here's my question though: being that champion, that can only be it's available twenty four seven. Here in Fargo, correct. and it can only be uh, uh, defended here in Fargo, correct? Correct. And uh, how long have you held the title now? Oh, I mean, I you know, I, well, this is my third reign as champion, as I'm sure you're fully aware. But uh, ever right. since that night in Fargo, Sunday, uh, what was it, uh, May or was it April, like? 28th or something to that effect. I can't keep track of the day. Right. I, I feel like I've been the, the Fargo champion so much that I can't remember the last time I won it or or, uh, or whether I'm still champion half the time. Now, uh, and we also know that uh, you are a great manager. Uh, now, are you still managing? Uh, do you still have uh, your tag team champions and uh, any other champions that you're managing right now that have the title? Absolutely, Scott. Uh, the, you know, I, you know, I, I don't like to focus on the fact that I that I am the Fargo champion because you know, Slice Guys, which is, is my stable, uh, we're all about um, the family and we're all about championships for everybody. And uh, in fact, um, we have uh, the tag team champions of Fully Loaded Wrestling, the Freak Machines, the Minnesota Record, Josh Price, and uh, the Never Ending Scott Story. Uh, we also have the Fully Loaded. Newest acquisition, by the way. Um, newest uh, acquisition to Slice Guys, the fully loaded heavyweight champion of the world, the Canadian Hercules, Tyler Colton. And we also cannot forget about um, the No Limits champion, uh, the guy who's been in my stable the longest. We call him Mr. TLC, Tommy Lee Curtis. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you guys, he is a, uh, he is a big guy. He's he's a he's a great wrestler, great technical wrestler. Uh, now, uh, 
fly. Uh, we have uh, Granny Hulkster on here with us, and I know that she's got some questions for you. Now, Granny, let me let me tell you that uh, Sly is probably the biggest heel manager out there today. Uh, he always likes to hit people with his golf clubs. Whoa. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you have something to uh, ask him about that, don't you, Granny? Well, you know, you know, Icon, you know how Granny feels about those heels, whether they're wrestlers or managers or whoever. You know, and I'm sure I could bring my lethal cane with me to a match sometime and maybe have a sword fight with him with his golf club and with my cane, whatever. But um, I like giving the heels lots of grief, and I bet I could have a lot of fun messing with you there, Mr. Fox. Well, I mean, what is is this term heels you guys throw around? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, uh, Slice Guy's mission is to win. And, uh, you know, if that means doing whatever it takes to win, well, do whatever it takes to win. Whether you lie, cheat, and steal to win, you're going to do it, right? I mean, you know, I, uh, details, details. I don't get into to, to the weeds with that sort of stuff. Like I said, there's there are however many championships in fully loaded wrestling. Okay? We have the heavyweight championship of the world. We have the tag team championships of fully loaded wrestling. We have the no limit championships of fully loaded wrestling, and we have the Fargo championship. Okay, every one of us, including myself, is a champion. The only piece of the puzzle that we're missing at this point right now is the Outlaw championship. And let me tell you, when fully loaded returns to Fargo in August, or actually returns to action in August, that is the number one acquisition. So that total slice guys dominance. Will take over fully loaded wrestling. Now, uh, now, is that uh, is there a date uh, set for uh, August yet for Fargo? I uh, I don't know that uh, that an announcement has officially been made yet, but I can say that uh, that if that it, the negotiations are in play to, to get one uh, to get a show in late August. Okay, now, now not just in Fargo, gonna, but over the course of the whole weekend. Okay, Let, let's uh, let's rewind here just a little bit. Uh, sure. well, I'm going to set the stage for you. Uh, now, full, fully loaded wrestling, a great wrestling promotion, by the way, and uh, uh, you can always check out fullyloadedwrestling.com, owned by uh, uh, Donnie Dahl. Uh, we had him on as a guest uh, a couple uh, about a month ago before the show. Now, Donnie is a great guy, but the thing is. Uh, if you're willing to talk about it just a little bit, I understand that you guys had a little riff, did you? He suspended you or tried to fire you or something like that? Yeah, you know, you know, Scott, I, I or excuse me, uh, Icon, I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep saying that. Icon, uh, I just got to tell you, so so what happened is, is that, that Donnie uh, Dahl came in and became the owner of Fully Loaded Wrestling um, a couple months back. And, um, you know, in classic, uh, you know, fashion of a, of a hotshot new owner, he waltzed through the door on the first day. Uh, he found the ring announcer standing in the ring, and, uh, and he was practicing, you know, names and stuff for introductions or whatever, and he said to the guy, I need a general manager to run this place. Are you interested? And so the next thing you know, he turns over the reins, to the company to, to Brady Bird with no discussion with anybody who's ever worked here before with no I mean you know could could you imagine 
you know, any other owner buying a company and going in, the first thing they do is start throwing their weight around and, and making executive decisions without any knowledge of, of how the company runs or talking to anybody of any sort of authority, so to speak. So, so that was my issue. Is I just wanted to point out that, you know, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know how the company was supposed to run, but the idea to just walk in the front door and find the first available person and hand them the keys to the company is absolutely ridiculous. So I tried to have a conversation with him about it. I went to his house. I'm talking, you know, talking sense. And I saw the footage, yes. Yeah. Because, because he can't tell so I can't. actions. What's that? Yeah. I can't. We actually have... We actually have a Fargo, North Dakota number on the line here. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Fargo, but it's a, it's a, it's the same area code. I don't know if this is the wrestler that Sly is talking about or not. I can put him through if you want. Just, hey, just ignore that guy for a minute here. Hold on, I'm just about finished. And so I okay. go to Donnie's to Donnie's uh, to to Donnie's house so we can have a discussion so we can get through this. You know, I didn't say I wanted to to be the general manager of the company. I simply wanted to have a discussion about being responsible with your newest acquisition. And because he couldn't defend himself, he decided to get in my face and get physical. So I may or may not have knocked him out. Actually, I think you did knock him out, actually. Well, yeah. Well, if you paid any attention to that video, I stayed calm and rational. He's the one that got up out of his seat. He's the one that got in my face. He's the one that got took things physical because he couldn't talk because he couldn't justify anything that he did. Right. So that's that's a piece of contention I have. Then I'm running the sh- we're running the show in Fargo. I I you know that that that, that Fargo championship that we talk about this live at all times. One of my wrestlers, uh, the, the 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 Minnesota record Josh Price, who is the current champion. He's going to defend that title. Well, anybody can come in from the back or from the crowd. Or I mean, you know, if you hadn't, if your if your girlfriend hadn't thought you were going to turn an ankle icon, you might have jumped the rail and come in. I mean, you know, you never know where where the thread is coming from. So, so I held a contest to pick a person to to be able to you know watch watch the back our back for the night. And, and he got to put on a suit like me. I mean, he certainly wasn't anywhere close to as good looking as me. That's nearly impossible. But regardless, well, obviously, no. Um, he he came he came out to watch our back, and instead of watching our back, he literally stole the title right from right from underneath us, like like literally, total anarchy. He was well, to you know, for other I, people. Yeah. You know, I do have I do have a lot of respect for you, Sly, but I still want a shot at that title. I, I don't care what I have to do to get it. I want a shot of it. Now, uh, on, by the way. The call is on. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know what this is. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Uh, what do you want to talk about? <clears throat> My con is Jay Escobar. Oh, for God's oh, sake. Okay. You have this guy on your radio? I didn't win it, Our producer did. I just want to say I did not steal that title, Sly. Minnesota Josh Price did not want me to watch his back. He told me to watch your back. I kept the belt in the family. The belt got stolen off me by that numb, that numb DJ Gunner took it off me. Now you have my title, and I want it back. 
<laughs> well, if if you if you're if you're saying that you kept it in the family because you're a member of the family, then you shouldn't be worried about uh, which one of us has the belt. That's that's the way the family works, my friend. So, are you with us or are you against us? Because it because it seems like you claim to be with us for opportune opportunities, but then all of a sudden it's your title and you want it back. That's not the way we work in in our family, man. We're we're all about the family, not about who's got which title. Okay, so I mean, here's here's the thing, Ed. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Hold yep. on a sec. Hold on a sec. I want to hear what Icon here's has to say. Okay. Here here's what we should do. Now I I know both I know both you guys. Okay, and uh, just so people know, this has not been set up. Uh, so people don't think that, that we're trying to put one over on our fans. This has not been set up. I only plan on having a fly on tonight. But here's the thing. Uh, Jay, yeah. you are a great guy. You're you're a tall guy. Uh, you're, uh, I believe you're, what, six foot something, aren't you? I'm, I'm six five. I'm six five, but you're six, You're six five. And Sly, you're about, what, six, four and a half, something like that? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll go with six and, uh, and you're about seven foot with a golf club. We understand that. So, now, the title we know is 24-7. And it can yep. be defended at any time. Now, here's my question. Do you guys happen to know where each other is at certain points during the day? Uh, or do you guys actually have to wait for a show to go after each other. I don't even know what his name is from day to day. I mean, we had a fan, uh, a fan named Jason uh, Nichol win a contest, and the next thing you know, he's got a whole new name and a whole new persona and whatever else. I mean, I, I, you can't make this stuff up. So, Sly, you do not know this individual. Sure, I know this individual. He 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 was he won a fan contest in order to be watch our back, and then he went and stole the belt from behind our backs and 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 became a, a whole new person. I don't know. Okay, so now there seems to be now Jay. Don't take this the wrong way. Uh, there there seems to be there seems to have been some skullduggery going on there. Am I right, Sly? Would you say that? Skullduggery. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. Similar to the skullduggery uh, that happened to him when he ate a uh, a Stone Cold Stunner at the at the uh, radio station. Ask him about that. Why don't you? I will. I will in one second. Or in in your case, if you don't know skullduggery, maybe you know deception and chicanery. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I understand. I understand, but I understand that's exactly what he did to me. But what I think is funny is is that as a result of him being the champion, he got invited to uh, to 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 the radio station in order to be a guest on the radio. But little skullduggery happened, and as he was being escorted out of the building after they were done interviewing him, he ate a stone cold stunner and lost the belt before he even got to the show. Okay, so now, Jay, I want to get your. I want to get, Jay. I want to get your side of this. Hold on. I'm going to ask you the question, and I'll get your side of this. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the thing. To get your title back, because apparently you're saying it's your title. He's saying it's his title. That that that's that's neither here nor there. Here's my question. 
Are you willing to go at him straight up? You don't have to give away everything, but are you? Do you want to go straight up, or are you wanting to do a sneak attack thing? How, what do you want to do I'm, to get this title I'm back? I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get my title back, whether it's straight up or it's a sneak attack. She has the golf club, you know. Let's just get that on it. She has the golf club, so I'll do whatever it takes to get my title back. Now, what is your uh, weapon of choice? My weapon? I don't need weapons. I will, I'll take my title, whatever it is necessary. If I have to go through a sly guys, I used to call them, to get it, the title back, I'll do whatever it takes. Okay, now, Sly, here's the question now. He's saying he's willing to do a snake attack. He's also saying he's willing to do it straight up. Would you be willing to give him a title shot uh, straight up? Or... Is he going to have to earn it and go to the back of the line? Oh, oh, no, yeah, he's going to have to earn it and go to the back of the line. You have, you have to understand that, that you know, that at, at, the, at the conclusion of one, two, three, four shows, okay, in the city of Fargo has three and four different people left that show as the Fargo champion. The first one was the never-ending Scott Story. The second one was the Minnesota record, Josh Price. The third one should have still been Minnesota record, Josh Price, but because uh, Fanboy decided to take matters into his own hands, that ended up being uh, whatever we call it now, Jay Escobar. And then the fourth one was myself. So, yes, that belt belongs to Slice Guys. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Now, now with his title, uh, how many uh, how many uh, have tried to get it? Because I remember that one night it changed hands, I believe, five or six times, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Jay, yeah. Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, you were in the audience that night, were you not? Did he hang oh, up? Me? No. Yeah. Uh, you were in the audience that night, weren't you? Uh Last show, yes, I was, and I got water thrown in my face by Gunner. Oh, I, okay, I remember that. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I was sitting ringside for that, and I was I was just wondering why, because I knew that you'd held the bell. I was wondering why you didn't go uh, jump in the ring because they stopped you, didn't they? They didn't want you to uh, interfere. Is that right? Is that fair to say? I. I, I don't know what all what happened. I wanted my title back. I wanted to jump in the ring, and I guess I got stopped. That's up to management. I don't know what what's up with management right now, but next time we're in Fargo, I will make oh, sure. Oh, I know. Stop. Stop with all your with all your stuff. You pretended like you were coming over the rail. You looked TLC dead in the eyes. He looked back at you, and you stayed right where you belonged. Because at the end of the day, fans don't belong in the ring. Fans don't belong on the other side of the rail. Fans? I'm not a fan. <laughs> you want a fan contest in order to have our backs for the show, man. Come on. So, now, Sly, are you saying, are you saying that you would uh, – uh, you're not going to give him another title shot, or he doesn't deserve it. Is that what you're saying? Well, absolutely, he doesn't deserve it. 
I mean, what, 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 no. explain to me under, under any circumstances how you see him being in line for a title defense. I mean, clearly, as we know, the belt is, uh, you know, defended 24-7, yet at the same time, we do schedule matches for the belt at the shows. So you tell me, Icon, where you see that there's any rational explanation as to why he's the next person who's announced as the number one contender scheduled match in Fargo. Why? Why would we do that? I I I I don't have an answer. That's why I asked exactly. The <laughs> so now, okay. So here's here's the thing. Uh, like I say, I'm not taking sides here. I'm just the mediator. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I, I like being the mediator for this. We we have we have about uh, seven minutes left here. Uh, maybe yep. maybe a little longer uh, before we get the we get a go sign. But I'll tell you what. So now, James. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I think that you are deserving of a rematch. I, whether you get it or not, I don't know, but you are deserving it. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I like both of you guys. You guys both know me. I know both of you guys. I like both of you guys. I'm not taking any sides. But I think it's only fair that Jay deserves a, a, a rematch uh, against uh, Sylvester Fox. I would love to see that match. Now, the thing is, here's the thing. I want you guys to know this. You're laughing. I hear you. Here's the thing. Whichever you guys, whichever one of you guys wins the title, I'm coming after you. So it may be a win-win for you guys, but after you guys hash out your details, it's going to be a lose-lose because the icon's going to be there. Wonderful. Wonderful. It doesn't sound to me like either one of them is too worried. I'm I'm not worried at all. I'm not. Yeah. I'll come over to the, I'll come around to the other side of the rail for you, Icon, because I know your girlfriend won't let you come over the rail because she doesn't want you to get another hernia. I I know. I know. She's very protective of me. I know. And uh, this way, you know, you know who my girlfriend is. You know her. You met her. We've all been in car accidents together. But that's another story. We'll talk about that at another time. So, so my question then is, uh, Fly, you're saying he doesn't deserve another title shot. I say he does. He says he does. Uh, let me add, uh, let's take a poll here real quick with the other host. Granny, do you think he deserves another title shot? Yes or no? Well. I know Mr. Fox isn't going to like my answer, but yes, I think he deserves another title shot. Thank you very much. Why? 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 Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, okay, Big Swing, what do you think? Yes or no? Oh, that's a tough one. Um. um well, honestly... honestly this is about getting a rematch, right? Yes, that's the question. Does he deserve it? Mm-hmm. Yes no. You know what? I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. <clears throat> and the reason no, I go okay. with yes is just because just because of diversity purposes. I want I want to see Sly be challenged. I want to see the uh, you know both. I want to see both these guys be challenged. I, I just want a good match. And, I mean, if one guy's just holding the title, uh, you know, who's going to take it? I, I think these two are the both, the best two in that area. 
Why not have him go at it again? I have him tango, you know. Well, I will say, I will say this one. I will say this for Sly though. He is a better champion than Brock Lesnar is. <laughs> That's right, because I'm a fighting champion. I can I'm willing to defend this title 24/7, not 14 times in in 10 years or whatever. Now, uh, Sly, now you can uh, you can attest to this because uh, my co-hosts do not believe it, and you can, you can, you need to be my attest on this, and you have to be truthful for this. Okay. There is a picture somewhere out there that you have taken that shows me and Brock Lesnar together. This is, is true. true. This is true. Or false. Yep, that's true. I don't. I'm still trying to locate it, but it was uh, yep at a celebrity golf tournament that ironically happened to happen this weekend again here about so oh, ten years ago now probably uh, before we had right. uh, picture or before we had cameras on our cell phones and uh, the icon was the first in line to get his picture taken with Brock Lesnar and got to the front and realized he forgot a camera. And uh, everybody knows that Sylvester Fox, he is Mr. Photo Op. Um, and uh, he had his camera over there. Uh, now, uh, uh, Escobar, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Well, here's the thing. Since you since you did come on the show, uh, we got we got about uh, five minutes here. Uh, we're both going to have you cut a promo for us, one each. And here's how it's going to work. And you guys can write this down because you guys are both going to be saying it. Because you guys both came on the show, and anybody that comes on our show as a caller or a guest has to do a, a liner for us. So here's what you will say. I'm just, I just want to point out real quick, Scotty, for Icon, before we go down this road, I, I, I just, we, you know, right now you're, we're so, you're so worried about me defending my championship. Guys, has one more championship that we need to get in total dominance in the fully loaded wrestling family. Currently, Duke Cornell holds the Outlaw Championship. Now either we're going to persuade Duke to see the light or we're going to find somebody who is. Because our number one objective is to make sure that all titles belong to the family and everybody in the family has a title. Okay. All right. So, well, here's the thing then. If I can't challenge you for the title, I want to be part of the family. If you can't Absolutely. beat them, join them. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. If, they see me, if they see me coming down the aisle with you, you'll know not only will you get more title defenses and title shots, everybody will be raving about you because you have the icon in your corner. And now, Jay, don't take this the wrong way, but if I say I got your back, I got your back, I'm not going to let anything else happen. I trust you, Icon. I trust you, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I should have just picked somebody that I knew was trustworthy instead of having a contest. That's what I should have done. Okay. So Con now artists. here's the thing. Now we're go ahead. Con artist, huh? Okay. See, so like, right, I don't well, have have everyone help you out to win. I want it myself. Oh. Oh, I see. So. Oh, Rolling up a referee from behind when he's not looking, that tells, that's counted as winning it yourself. I just wanted to make sure that you Hey, I mean, hey, one of your 
Why, guys, lost to the referee. I mean, come on now. I mean, that should be saying something. Mm. I don't know if I remember it that way, but the, the, the reality is, at the end of the day, the belt stayed with the family at the conclusion of the show, per usual, except for the one time that a fan won a contest and uh, was supposed to do their job and instead pulled the belt and left town with it. All right. So, okay, so now we're going to do this little liner here because uh, we, okay. we got about five minutes left and we got to wrap up. So here we go. You both are going to say this. We'll do, have uh, Escobar do it first, then we'll do a slide first. Basically, here's what you're going to say. Hey, this is, you'll state your name. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Okay, if you guys need to write that down, grab your pens now, grab your post-its, and uh, we'll have you guys uh, say that. What, what, what's the other guy's name again? The Big Swing and Granny Hulkster. Okay, got it. Okay, so we'll start with you first. I'll count you down for five, and we'll give it a shot. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. This is Jay Escobar, and you're listening to the Attitude and with Icon in the big and big swing with Granny Hulkster. We'll use it. Perfect. Now, fly. Can you do better? Let's see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Five, four, three, two, one. This is Sylvester J. Fox, and you're listening to the Attitude Era with the icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. Okay. And here's what we'll do. We'll edit those together so you guys will look like you're talking in unison. It'll be great. Except for he forgot to say era, so it's never going to work. <laughs> so because he forgets. That's his problem. He forgets his responsibilities, and he forgets what, you're spo- what he's supposed to do. And you forgot to say what live you- there, Sylvester J. Fox. Oh, <laughs> Granny Holster gets me again. I tell you. <laughs> well, I, would, I think I would have fun coming to Fargo, North Dakota, to see this fully loaded wrestling. I think... I think I would have a ball. It, it would be fun, in. and you know, I I've met, I've too. met, uh, I've met Sly at the uh, Maui Madness event I went to two years ago, and we hosted the show from there. And uh, you know, he's a fun guy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think, based on all the stories you hear about him, you you wouldn't think that that's his persona based on meeting him. He's, you know, he's a nice enough guy. Um, but boy, when it comes to the wrestling ring, though, he knows, he knows how to get what he wants, and uh, I definitely think you would love. Uh, giving him a hard time, Granny, because you love giving the, the bad guys a hard time. I do. And, and, well, uh, to, to, now, to if you remember, up, when he was uh, here, Hulkster, with uh, your desires to come and check out Fully Loaded Wrestling, we have uh, a great promotion. We've got wrestlers from uh, the Minneapolis area, like Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin. we got guys uh, out of Omaha, Nebraska, like um, Joey Anderson and Chainsaw King. We've got, you know, all the Slice guys, which I talked about earlier. Uh, we got a great promotion based out of North Dakota, uh, fully loaded wrestling. Would love for you to come check it out. Oh, now, who knows? Uh, I, I may sometimes surprise everybody. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Now, the one thing I do remember about when we interviewed you during uh, Maui Madness is uh, I, did re- I do remember how you pushed me out of my seat with your golf club 
and uh, you took over my spot for about 20 minutes. I remember that. Well, I mean, if I'm going to grace you with my presence, the least you can do is offer up your chair. Well, he's a, he's a right. jack of all and, trades. Uh, he can do it all. And since well, you, yeah, since you weren't, I, I just thought I'd help you a little bit. Well, if I do remember, though, uh, Snake Swing, didn't you say that uh, uh, Sly was wearing a little bit too much cologne? I, I did not, actually. I, I thought he smelled like a true gentleman, honestly. Oh, much appreciated. Much I don't really sniff. Yeah, but I, I, I don't really sniff. I don't really sniff guys, Icon. That's not really my thing. Well, uh, well, I was trying. I was trying to get you in trouble, but that didn't work. Thanks a lot. No, no, I was ready. I was ready for it. Okay. I was ready. I, 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 see, you guys, I can, I can, never, I can never get one over on this guy. I tried, but. Uh, I, you know. I've been in radio a long I, I know, time, Icon. I, I, I know all the tricks. Yeah, I, I, I know one thing, though. A uh, uh, big swing at, uh, the, at the Maui Madness event last year. Great guy. Great guy. I remember thinking to myself, you know, uh, having you carrying the Icon is enough to actually make this podcast probably last another year. And look where we are. As soon as I got back, well, as soon as I got back to New York, I needed a chiropractor. So, it, you know, that's, that's how it is. But, right. Right. You know, my and back the, was, the thing back is, was though, um, the thing is, though, Sly, uh, uh, we do, we would like to have you on again. I, I know it, uh, we promise to have you on a lot quicker than this. Both these guys, they love to have both of them. Well, yeah, that's fine. And, uh, with, uh, and, uh, um, Escobar, because uh, I, I like to call I like your last name, so I'm going to call you by Escobar because it's just like it's just like <laughs> awesome. Would you uh, be well, willing to come you. back on with us again at some point as well? Yeah, I, I would love to come back on. All right, and uh, Sylvester, we can get you as well. Maybe we can get you guys in before the show in August. Yeah, or you can just tell Escobar that you'll have him on the next time he wins the championship. Oh, wait a minute, then you probably won't ever see him again, so or hear from him again. So maybe you better just have him on before our next show in August. Wow, wow, Icon. On that on that note, though, on that note, we've got about thirty seconds left. But Escobar and Sly Fox, this has been another epic show, another great show, and it sounds like we got a battle going on in Fargo. I wouldn't be surprised knowing the Icon, Sly. This is twenty-four hour rules. I would always keep that golf club handy. You never know who the icon's going to show up. Again, it is Big Swing, the icon, and Granny Holster, Escobar, and Sly Fox joined us here for the final 30 minutes. Yankee Post Game is next. Dead man walking. You've done it now.